and let's keep going. <laughs> so, so um, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Of as will will as you want. Yes, yes, it happened. Jeremiah, Celine, and Leslie. All right, we're on a roll now. Yeah, we did it. So this is awesome. I'm like so comfy right now. Like I just want to listen to you talk. Talker, it's so great. Yeah. So this is a continuation of last week's episode. Yeah. With Leslie, and we're talking about astrology. Yes. Yes. So if you have no idea what we're talking about, listen to the previous episode. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do want to talk about the different archetypes of of the planets. Mm -hmm. Uh, But before that, just to continue on what what we were just talking about, I'm curious to know your perspective on... I think a lot of people, when they think of astrology, when they think of a lot of woo-woo stuff, it freaks them out a little bit because mm-hmm. it messes with time and um, it makes them feel like, oh, if I get a reading, it means things are predetermined or you know stuff about fate or free will. So I'm just curious, when you're reading a chart, um, what's your take on fate? What's your take on predetermination? What's your take on free will? Um, related to astrology? Yeah, I mean, that's an amazing question because this is something I think about all the time. Hmm. Okay, cool. Because um, I do, uh, you know, um, Yogananda. Mm. (gasps) Yogananda. My guy. Your guy. (laughs) You know, part of his book talks about, I think he says 75% of our life's already planned. Hmm. The rest of it is tweaking it and changing it. like, hmm. And that's kind of that idea that, oh, you're going to meet this person and you're going to do this experience and you're going to be here. And, and kind of that there are certain things that are going to play out. And there's a really interesting book called Your Soul's Plan. And it's written by this guy who did hypnotherapy and past life regression. And he was working with a line of clients And he started to see these kind of like stories about people going into their pre-birth plan. Cool. Like your blueprint. Your blueprint. So he decided to have a couple of people that he was going to work with and kind of do these case studies. Mm -hmm. And then he invited, I think, three different medium, psychic, energy, intuitive people Hmm. to read their energies. And the book is super fascinating because it talks about these people and their journey, but what their soul agreements were already. Some of these energy, psychic, intuitive people were already picking up on these stories that they were going to have and these experiences. Wow. So it really got me thinking about, like, yeah, how much of this is, like, how much is really, um, yes, we have free will of our choices every single day. Right. You know, Mercury retrograde does not make us late. We are late. Like, (laughs) don't blame it on the transit. Don't blame it on the transit because it's you could have left earlier. Like, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) so we have the choices. But what's fascinating for me is to see a person who comes to me, their chart, the alignments, and then what's going on in their life and how it's so accurately described in the energy. Wow. And again, it's not, which is very, I think people get confused about astrology in that way, that it's going to predict this and it's going to say this and I don't want to know. But actually, uh, it's a description of the energy. Each person's story is unique. Mm-hmm. So when someone comes in and I look at their chart and I see their transit cycle and they have all this stuff going on with work, they sit down in front of me in their ho- in their chart, their house of career, their 10th house, you know, like the indicators of work in their chart. They sit down and I just say, what's going on with work? And they're like, oh, my God, you're a psychic. How do you know? And I'm just like, well, it's. Just it's in your chart. Yeah. <laughs> it's clear you're having a transit related to work right now. What is it? Yeah. You know, right. I don't know 
the story ever. Right. So people at certain times in their life, I also feel like when we're talking about like free will and faith, if we have our map and we have our journey of what we want to experience here in life, right? And we're, um, if we get really far outside that arc, this is often when a lot of things happen intensely in our life. Uh, disease, accidents, energies. You mean when we stray outside yeah. of our our mm, story? Our agreement, yeah. What, what, what we're here to do and what uh, we're here to express. So then that also makes me think about, too, of like, oh, is this, are we calling this event to us to get us back to something? Um, an example in the book, which really just I think about so much, was the story of this woman who was like working in a university. This is the this um, is this your soul's plan. Your soul's plan. She was working in a university, and she uh, was in the mail office in the mail room, and someone had mailed a bomb into the university, and it exploded in her face. And so she uh, was terribly disfigured. And so um, the description in this book is that she had an karmic agreement with the man who sent the package. In a past life, she had um, used her beauty and her vanity in shadow. Oh, boy. And in this life, she had experienced what it was like to look oh, different. Oh, shit. So there's parts of this. this <laughs> I'm like, my headphones off for <laughs> to breathe. So wow. this really makes me like think a lot about this in terms of seeing, you know, a person coming to me. They have a certain transit. They have a life <clears throat> crisis. Maybe their partner just died. You know, I mean, and it's like, well, what's going on? And, and is that was there always a moment when they were going to separate in this life? Was that part of their agreement? You know, or and and like so, it's kind of what you're asking about, yeah, but it's kind of it's interesting to see like what is yeah our free will yes and our choices, but then what experiences are we are going to shape our consciousness for us to evolve and grow through? That yeah, yeah. That, that's a theme I think in this podcast that we keep talking about, which I think is hard for a lot of people to swallow, is like the experiences you have in this lifetime can be really painful. Yes. And yeah. and this idea that like it's a soul agreement. A soul agreement and that at, on some level, not at the conscious level, you right. agreed to it. Right, yes. like bad things happening to you. Yes. And how do you like sit with that and you're like, "Yes, I like chose to, you know, experience. be in this experience that's like tragic or abusive or really depressing and sad." But and then how does your experience of that energy change your consciousness? Mm. right and then how, when you evolve and you grow and how does that change the energy too yeah right. exactly well and it's also interesting to think of it as you know time is not linear right it's mm -hmm. all happening now mm -hmm. so it's like sort of like that story of the woman with the vanity and that, all of that is happening now in this like giant cosmic mm -hmm. growth cycle yeah so that's it's an interesting thing to think about in like that, like karmic pattern that you're bringing in mm -hmm. that you can just, cause when we talked some karmic patterns, I'm just holding mm -hmm. and you were like, you know what? They're not yours in this here and now, yeah. and you can let them go. And I was like, oh, my mind exploded. <laughs> like I don't need to carry that with me. And it was the most profound thing that anyone said. Yeah. In terms of karma. Right. Oh, yeah, because yeah. and that that pattern was shaped by some experience. Right. 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 Yes. And so we carry that energy with us always. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Through all our consciousnesses. So um, then if we have an experience, we change that consciousness. Um, often the very difficult, hardest moments in people's life always are like oh wow this is how i grew or this is mm. what yeah you know this is the catalyst that went to this change this right. or yeah. that and, yeah and and a, a lot of times even in my own life i think oh like wow that was really perceived as bad at that moment but obviously like whoa best thing right in some ways to help me 
understand myself better, grow, you know, in, in different ways. Sure, super painful and intense, but then shifted my energy and my perspective of things into a different way of thinking, right? Or a different way of understanding. Wowzers. This is so great. Okay. Yeah. We should wanna... ask, well, I do want to know about, like, where did the concept that Pluto was, um, like, a, is, is that a transformational planet? Yeah, Pluto. So, but, like, where's that information? How, who made that up? Yeah. How does everyone know that? That's, you know, or, like, Mercury's about yeah, communication, communication and, like, all these... Where are the representations coming from? Yeah. And astrology is ancient. Thousands and thousands of years of practice. Astrology and astronomy were the same thing. Mostly before the church started to separate Mm -hmm. that energy. And that's right when astrology kind of became, oh, like the woo-woo weird thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But astronomy is cool. Like we can, it's science, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where did the archetypes come from? There is no clear, uh, people talk about Babylonia and Chaladians and Egyptian energies and cultures. But how I think about it is, is that we're here on earth and for many, many, many lives and experiences we just lived in harmony with the the cycles of the seasons and the planets right Mm -hmm. Mm. this is how agriculture took off this is how the energy where do we go follow the north star like we you know like we just lived by a language of the stars and the sun to survive yeah observation i always say astrology is observation and correlation observation, correlation. That's how it really works. Uh, If I have somebody who comes in as more skeptical in a reading, literally in five minutes, they're like, okay, tell me more. (laughs) Because it's the patterns, observation and correlation. So if we're observing where the stars are and they map the zodiac, at different times, we're correlating it to different energies here on Earth. And I feel like that's that language and that observation and then understanding, well, what is the energy and what is the effect happening? Think about when eclipses happened, when people didn't know what an eclipse was. Right, that was terrifying, probably. It was terrifying. Yeah. The sky went dark. And everyone thought they were going to die. Okay. Well, that had a strong impact in the collective consciousness. So now we understand, oh, well, eclipses are change times. You know, there are many. So there is this level of what's happening in the impact on Earth, what's happening through the cycles of the seasons, what's that energy, how are we, what's a, we're observing things that are happening when we're calculating where things are, those patterns and that energy is what has been passed down. Okay, I get that. So it's like a reflection. <coughs> it's a like reflection. Aries spring so that they're like dynamic, fiery people. Yes, exactly. Right. It's a reflection of the connection, I think, to Earth and the movement of the planets, that those patterns. And then also, you know, right now it's very easy in many ways. Like so things are hard, but uh, being on Earth now oh, you mean like in general have... is is. is is easy in many different ways to survive. To survive. Yeah. When I look at it, for me now, I can look at the energy, what's happening today, and I just scan Google News and I make a correlation to the energies. Mm. So that observation and correlation is very easy now for people, astrologers, and people who are uh, connecting to the energy. Uh, a lot of the analogy of astrology being the emotional leather right astrology that's cool being the description of the emotional energies active emotional leather especially the movement of the moon 
and the moon's phases. Um, those we've noticed those patterns, okay, and that's and I think that that's how thousands of years of that observation and correlation have been passed on. Yeah, I see. I see. Right. So just to reiterate one more time, like it's like if. I don't know, Saturn is in a certain place and we see that happening over and over again. We like keep seeing like, oh, this kind of energy is happening. So Saturn is is representing this kind of Exactly. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Huh. Okay. Right. That's well because cool. you know, I in in the first episode of this podcast, I, I mentioned like my kind of entrance into woo-woo was an astrology reading, which <clears throat> the, I'll I'll bring in like a personal little thing, but when Leslie read me, um, I was, I'm experiencing a, a specific like Jupiter, um, return. And that the, the last time that Jupiter was in, uh, I think it was my second house. Um, the last time I was there was 12 years ago, which is literally the first time I had my astrology reading and like completely, <laughs> <Super cool>. completely <laughs> changed my perspective on all, all of this stuff. Cause I, like I said, I was a complete skeptic. I thought this was total bullshit. It's like, I don't know how the planets relate to anything, but now what I tell people a lot of times is if the moon can shift the ocean mm-hmm. and we're 70% water, yeah. think about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I think it's also interesting, too. Like, maybe you don't even have to be very, like, woo-woo. You can just think of it mathematically in the representations of, like, energy. Yeah. And, like, looking in a chart. Because, you know, I think it's interesting. You can just look at something and be like, oh, so what's up with work? Right. Without any knowledge. And it's, it's like a map, which is very interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting we were talking and... And part one about all of those parts of how I came to be an astrologer, because mm-hmm. uh, what I wanted to say, part of that was that astrology incorporated all of those things that I had studied, math. the math, the visual and the psychology. That was also why I was like, oh, I get this. It puts together all right. of these things yeah. in, in, that, in that way for me. And so um, I think that the gift too is really, you know, like I said, the intention is remember who we are. We get so many programs, right? From our culture, our family, society, like everything about what we should social media do this, we did that. But who, what is your pattern? What is your energy? What are you here? So also in the chart and that, expression I feel like that information is just um when people get very skeptical or aren't sure about it I think that there's so much uh uh charge around it you know when Mm. people talk about astrology right it's like you know uh, they're like oh your horoscope and your sun sign but that's also a very specific agenda because if astrology is a tool of empowerment there's a social construct that want to kind of keep everybody mm-hmm. in in a certain in level of control. Do you have you been noticing um, different like pa- cyclical? Pa- you know, like there was an article that from the New York Times that was like the age of Aquarius. Yeah, is bad. David Brooks wrote an op-ed last week oh, about really? like how like, woos on the rise and like millennials are to, like, you know like in and a cult i think wicca like wicca is the fastest growing religion oh wow right wow right right now so so you know he he's a cis white male baby boomer so obviously he has a specific perspective on this mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. um yeah but you know a lot of times selena and i talk about how clearly there's something going on there's mm-hmm. something in the air mm-hmm. um <clears throat> Related to the patriarchy, you know, the rise of the divine feminine, mm-hmm. there's global warming happening. So I'm just curious if if you have noticed any larger kind of cyclical things going on mm-hmm. um, and if you care to, like, share any of those observations with us. Yeah, I mean, in 2026 and 2027, Pluto will move into the sign of Aquarius. So when we talk about ages, they're mm-hmm. about 25, 2600 year long ages. 
And because we go through it, uh, the dynamics of it is we kind of go backward through the procession of the, the zodiac, we're leaving the age of Pisces. Okay. Okay. So the age of Pisces has been dominant, which is the age of the rise of religion and beliefs. All different systems, Buddhism, Muslim, Judaism, Christianity. This is a 2,600 year, year cycle. 25 to 2,600 year cycle. That's what an age is, okay, okay, in astrology. So what we are doing is exiting the age of Pisces. And that age uh, I feel like was the consciousness of God is outside yourself. You know, you have to kind of in some way pray to some kind of thing that you will help you in some other way. Right. And so when people talk about the age of Aquarius, this is a new 25 to 26 year at cycle. There's a lot of debate in astrology. Well, when does that start? People say, well, there's decades of changeover. Some people say, well, it takes 200 years to change over. Some, you know, there's mm. a lot of different ideas. But in the 20th, 21st century, we really we see technology. Yeah. Since the beginning of industrialism. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then in the 50s, the computer and IBM and all these things, we say, oh, we're we're really going into the age of Aquarius now. And when Pluto enters Aquarius, and Pluto takes about 240-some years to go through the whole zodiac of every sign, that's when most astrologers and people who look say, ah, we're in the age of Aquarius, okay? The age of Aquarius is about technology. Mm. Aquarius is humanitarian. It's global. It's all of us together. God is inside you. You are God. Uh, your energy, your individuated self, before Pisces also kind of laps, you know, puts everything into the masses, right? All together. Mm. And we go to mass, right? Like a masses, <laughs> right? Like this is that. So Aquarius is all about the individual and your freedom huh. to fly your freak flag and do what you want. And, and connect it is Pride into, Month, so. Yeah, and to connect into what's for you your individual this is aquarius the freedom energy so we're at the end of pluto in capricorn and there's a really great book that i just want to mention called cosmos and psyche it's by richard tarnas it is like a 700 page book that just like goes through all the cycles of mm. met recent years and kind of what happens politically, uh, the Renaissance, like what was going on. So he really uh, was a history uh, professor and wrote this book, uh, The Western Civilization, The Western Mind, which became a textbook in universities. And he said he wrote that book to get credibility so that he could write this astrology. Oh, that's so fucking cool. Yeah. That is so is badass. An amazing book about these patterns. So um, we're at the end of Pluto and Capricorn. Pluto. Like you said, what is this energy? Well, the representation and archetypes, which you were asking before about the planet. Yeah. Each planet represents a different archetype. And when we talk about archetypes, like what do you think of when you say archetype? I think of certain roles that like are common in like the entire world, like mom, dad, healer. You know, warrior, all that. Yeah. So those are uh, understandings of like energy that no matter where you live, where you are, you understand mom, right? What culture? Mom, right. Okay. These archetypes. So the planets are all these different archetypes. Well, we're at the end. We're coming to the end of the cycle before Pluto gets into Aquarius, which is like the age of Aquarius really expressing itself. Pluto is in Capricorn. Capricorn rules, its patterning is around government. Its patterning is banking. Its patterning is structures, institutions. Uh, There's a whole things that we build and we control in our society. So Pluto moved into Capricorn in 2008 in the fall. And the very first thing that happened is the market crash. Yep. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Since 2008, 
we've seen the fall of different government systems all over the world. Mm-hmm. One by one by one by one. <laughs> yeah. So we are in kind of this, you know, really turbulent time where things are like Pluto wants to destroy the energies that aren't working. Mm. You know, the structures that aren't really for the highest good. You yeah. know, the structures that are um, bringing on too much control or not letting people be their individuated self. Hmm. That yeah. kind of, and that's the patriarchy energy of that kind of control and dominance. And Pluto says, now it's time for change. Can I? No, I was just like breathing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <sighs> I want to take <sighs> big time. So, this is so fucking great. Um, so, I, I, a couple questions interrelated. Yeah. Do you know Michael Luton? I do. Okay. Do, I assume you read his Horoscope USA in 2006, um, or maybe not. Um, but he he wrote an article in, in Vanity 2000- Fair. Yeah. Yes, I've read that. So he also talks about how America is reaching the end of its Pluto. Exactly. Cycle. Please explain <laughs> expand on this because when I read this, I was like. Oh. Holy shit. He he wrote this before yeah. Obama and Trump. Like just it was it was pretty nutty. Yeah. So so um just like every person has a birth chart, every country has a chart, uh every moment has a chart. Cool. That's cool. So in astrology, people call the Sibley chart the chart of the United States. Huh. Which is born July fourth, seventeen seventy six, in Philadelphia, oh, wow. and there is that. a lot of astrologers who've done something called rectification, which work backwards, looking at specific events and how does it line up mm. to come to a time. I think it's like it might be around like five p.m. or what that time is. That is kind of an agreed upon um, understanding of the chart of the United States. So the United States creates uh, itself and this republic and all of that from what they were experiencing in 1776. That's the birth of this country. Yeah. So that chart holds information about this country, right? Uh, just it's a it's a cancer. It's a cancer sign. Oh my god, I've never you know? America's a cancer. <laughs> you know, it's oh home. my god, it has like a sun Family. and a moon and everything. Yeah. Oh my god, so cute. what happened is that Pluto was in Capricorn, and I think it's twenty degrees, twenty-two degrees uh, Capricorn at that moment. <clears throat> so what's coming up in the next? couple years because Pluto moves so slow it only moves about a degree a year okay a little bit more Mm -hmm. so what's coming up is that America is having its Pluto return so the symbol or the symbology connected to it yeah what where are we control what are we under control what is the what are the structures that are working what are structures not working and if we see the trend that's been going on for decades now the trend is towards a uh uh, what we say guidance and understanding who's really ruling stuff corporations yeah right yeah because it's in capricorn business, Capricorn, corporations. We see that the corporations are actually the ones who influence our laws more than the people. So we create, we see the system of structures that have been created in some ways, oh, well, yeah, this is good. But now we're seeing, oh, it's not so good. Mm -hmm. Look at the healthcare system. Oh, that's a mess. Yeah. Uh, even educational system, what's going on? Um, prison system. Prison. Global financial system. Warming. I mean, financial. freaking everything. Look yeah. at all of our systems, especially in the United States. Like, what is, like, we're kind of this projection of this country that has it all. Yet, if you, I just got back from Seattle, and I was, like, I've been going there for years, 
visiting friends and I drove down I-5 and it was an entire tent city along I-5. It's the homeless population has exploded wow. in the West Coast. Huh. San Francisco, LA, Seattle. We have a kind of projection of, oh, we're just here and everything. But what's really happening on the surface is all stores are closing. Amazon has put everything out of business. Like the people, the opiate epidemic. I mean, we just see how, whoa, things kind of feel a little out of control mm -hmm. and a little unstable. And I think that's also hard right now for people being like, you know, wanting to care, wanting to do something, but then feeling all of this intensity. Right. That's because the systems have to change. They're not working. So is it fair to say that these two things, this wrapping up of the age of Pluto in um, Pisces, along with the American Pluto return, are they're kind of lining up around the same time? Um, the Pluto is finishing up its journey through Capricorn. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm sorry. But, no, and then we're ending the age of Pisces. I see. Yes. I'm sorry. Thank no, you for clarifying that. that. that okay. Yeah. And that is always in astrology, what's the pattern? Those two things are big happening at the same time. Yeah. Right? So how do we see that expressing itself in our life as that, okay, time for change. Things have to change. I feel like that more and more as we see the shadow mm -hmm. of our country and what's going on, then it's up to the surface for us to say, okay, what can we do to work on this or yeah. do better? And, and we're not going back to fix something that's broken. I talk a lot about how we are imagining a new future. Right, right? we're creating something new. We're creating something new. And I think that's exactly why all the woo-woo stuff. I was just gonna say that. Right? right? Has become this whole surge and in interest and in, and, and energy and well, it's like, it's a like power. how are we going to imagine yeah. something different and how am I going to you know if I talk to people who you know are over 40 45 50 you know I explain in the chart and we talk about I talk to somebody who's 21 and they're just like boom they got it in a second <laughs> and I'm like yeah wow that's cool so there is this evolution of consciousness happening too yeah. well right? also isn't there all those things about like indigo children and there's like different kind of generations of yeah. different consciousnesses being born. Yeah, there's a... Outer planets always speak to what is the generational makeup, right? Right. right. And so we have... Uh, uh, think about when Uranus, uh, which is about our freedom and individuality, um, Uranus was in Scorpio uh, for a long time, the 80s and the 90s okay so we have these kids that now are growing up and they're like okay all of these things about gender and gender fluidity mm. and what they want and how they express themselves in gender and sexuality and partners and poly uh, polyamory and right. like all these different ways of relating to sexuality different uranus different in the sign of scorpio sex when oh, they were born so their generation and all generations after them understand this art, this uh, consciousness of sexuality is different. Okay. Huh. Now, wow. everyone before Uranus moved into Scorpio has to adapt that into their consciousness. Right. Because yeah. they weren't stamped and part of that energy. Right. So all other the generations prior has to kind of, oh, relate to it in some way. Mm -hmm. And I always feel like it's just like when your grandpa's like when I was little, everything was five sons. And like you're like, you're like, we didn't do that. And you're just like, OK, like, I like, order it online. Yeah. You're like, what? Okay. Like, but that's a different generational belief of how to look at things. Yeah. It's like constructs, which is so interesting. Yeah. It's very. Right. Because. Um, to keep going on this, like the millennial generation, we all have, while when, when you look at a natal chart, there's certain planets that are obviously related to the individual, but then right. as you get further out of the solar system, certain planets start to overlap with like other generations or with the same generation. Yes. We say the personal planets, um, well, the personal planets, the sun and the moon, the luminaries, Mercury, Venus, and Mars. They really shape our personality. 
They're the personal planets and their energies are closest to Earth. Hmm. For, between Mars and Jupiter is a big gap in the solar system. And then we yeah. have Jupiter and Saturn hang out next to each other. Yeah. Jupiter's in a sign for one year. Saturn's in the sign for two and a half years. Those two planets become social planets. Those are the planets of somebody in our grade, our same age. Oh, wow. Because they have... The, this uh, is fucking me up. This is boring. I'm sorry I'm interrupting you, but like <laughs> just thinking of the solar system as a body. Yeah. And your skin. Yeah. And we're talking about feng shui a couple episodes ago. Yeah. And like this inner outer thing. Yeah. On other levels is, is <laughs> fucking me up in an amazing way. I love it. <laughs> and then after Saturn, we have Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. Those planets are generational. Right. Uranus will be in a sign for seven years. A whole soul group will come in with Uranus in the same side. Neptune will be in a sign for 14 years. A whole soul group will come in with that. Right now, what we're seeing in terms of our current president and our <laughs> politics mm -hmm. is the Pluto and Leo generation. They're all about the pageantry. Look at me. See what I did. I need applause. This Leo, like this uh, Pluto and Leo generation. This is why the millennial generation is just like, what? You know, like there's such a really strong as consciousness is changing. I feel like sometimes that divide is really intensified in this oh, way. It's like polarized. It's polarized. Yeah. yeah, because of this old constructs and these old beliefs that are just like so, so many people has surpassed that but we still have these old systems it's that we go back like, so we have laws that go back to 18 something that has nothing to do with like <laughs> our modern life in America so it's yeah. interesting to me because I feel like a lot of that has to change too with this Pluto return yeah right? and that's happening it's now now we're in it because Pluto moves so slow and it's been there for 200 years well Pluto uh, is in Capricorn for America for uh, when America's birth chart Pluto was in Capricorn and now as of 2008 Pluto has returned to oh, Capricorn got it, got it right right but I believe it's either 20 or 22 where the United States Pluto is Pluto is at about 19 now. So it has to get to the same degree. Two, three more degrees. Yeah. And so in the next two to four years is when the exact alignment comes <laughs> up. Uh, you know, just like around the next election cycle. Yeah. Oh. Divinely timed. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Wild. I love how it can be micro and uh, macro. Yeah, I love you say that because I love that about it, too. Yeah, it's the personal cool. and the bigger picture, mm -hmm. both, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and just the grouping of the planets. That's gonna that's gonna stay with me for a while. Um, one thing, can I say one thing oh, too please. about the yes. millennial generation? In eighty eight and eighty nine, mm -hmm. there was a dynamic alignment in astrology. Uh, Neptune and uh, Saturn and uh, Uranus were all in an alignment together, and these are slow moving planets. So to get all these guys in alignment are cycles of thousands and thousands of years. In 1889, there was this incredible dynamic energy. And the biggest thing you can think of at that time is the, the Berlin Wall fell, right? Yeah. Um, if you would say to people a week before the Berlin Wall's coming down, they would be like, you're crazy. Like, whoa. But, you know, everybody was coming in through Hungary and the roll and all, like everything that was happening and the you know that well so it's also interesting now some of the astrology is activating the energies of 88 and 89 this is why also it's so interesting we have all these concepts of walls, walls. coming back yep. right oh. yeah yeah but that generation whoa, whoa, whoa. that soul group i feel like had a really specific purpose capricorn is our structure as we talked about right uranus is change neptune is spiritual and saturn is we mean business. So that generation in those years, 88, 89, 90, like those, those years. So what, they're like 19? No. Oh, no. They're 29. Yeah. They're in their Saturn, Saturn return. Their Saturn AOC, returns. man. Yep. AOC is that generation. Yeah. They're all being huh. activated now. Thank God. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Come, come on. <laughs> we got you. Yeah. We're here. 
And wow. that is the, I think, really beautiful time. I have a lot, actually, of people who come to me for readings because sure. they're like, hey, you know, I've, 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 I've been in this work and I've understood this. I've done this job for three years and now I want to make everything sustainable. You know, like, every, yeah. like they're all like, we want to like, oh, that's like, so nice to hear. Yeah, that's they're really all nice to really hear. seeing how, and you know, the other thing I feel like, and I don't want to be like, you know, our parents' generation, baby boomer, older generation, you know, they got sold on a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, microwave is going to be faster. Well, guess what? Right. It's all, all the nutrition's gone when you microwave something. Yeah. 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 You know, a TV dinner is going to be quicker. There's yeah. not, that's not food. Yeah. Right. Right. Like uh, there's a lot of these intense things that our parents and that generation, but now we have dun, 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 the internet. Right. <laughs> right. And yeah. all of also these younger millennial generations see the story. Right. They yeah. know it all. They know what's going on. Yeah. But I mean, say what you want about the baby boomers, but there was also the civil rights movement, you of know, course. the 60s, like the 60s astrology feminism and all that stuff. Isn't there an yeah. Asian Aquarius within that time, too? Like, sure. This, isn't that? Yeah. And like, I feel like uh, the, it, for me, when I think about the age of Aquarius is really the start of the Industrial Revolution. Right. And, and the end of the 1800s and electricity. Because it takes a long time to get to actualize into yes, the space. Exactly. Right. So it and take so 200 since then, or Yeah. Years. And so since then, and so that was a part of it. And the astrology, interesting enough, the astrology of the late 60s, well, what that alignment happened at that time, the whole story picked up, the exact, almost exact alignments in a different way through 2012 and 2015, 11 and through 15. Hmm. This is why Black Lives Matter, yeah. the Arab Spring, all of these things Me started. All Me stuff. too. Yeah. All the stuff, continuation of the energy that was started in the 60s too. So yeah, there was that kind of, uh, yeah, rebel against the system. But then I feel like in the 70s and 80s and something, a lot of that's where that corporate energy kind of came right. out. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It was just like lots of Garbage. neon and flash. It looked fun though. Yeah. I mean, Come we're on. 80s kids, so I know. What Go about on. what about 83, 84? <laughs> <laughs> Are we special in anyway? <laughs> Well, we're like um We're a precursor. Yeah. You're the precursor. You're yeah. the bridge. Uh, we're the bridge. Because I'm the divide, I'm older, so I remember my phone like on the wall. Like, you know, well, like yeah, well, yeah. I guys do too. But not that I didn't have. There was no computers when I was in school. Well, I know. I, I think there's something really significant school, yeah. about that. Like we all grew up without cell phones, without computers. Yeah. yeah. When we were lit, like formative times. Yeah. Like yes. elementary school, yeah. middle school. A whole different experience now. Was there? You know, maybe like the dial-up was in middle school. Right. I don't even remember. Yeah, I can remember being like, I wonder who's calling. I love yeah. that. I, I miss love that. that. I know. All I right. love old stuff. I love faxing. I love phones. <laughs> I love writing letters. Like, I just like that. Yeah. But I do, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, just, just, so I feel like this generation is, is like, okay, we have to imagine something different. Like you know? the eight, late 80s, early mm -hmm. 90s. Of like, oh, we saw how this and this and this, and now we see it doesn't work. What's the, what's the better way? Mm -hmm. what's, how do we look yeah. at this? How do we get everyone involved? Yeah. Right. And also, like, in terms of Pluto, Pluto is ruled by Scorpio. Yes. And um, do you, when you do your astrology, do you talk at all about, like, deities? Because we, we talk a lot about, like, Kali, because Kali is also mm. the death-rebirth yeah. energy and I think is also related to Pluto. Yeah. And there's um, all the different uh, different religions and different uh, mythologies in Greek and Roman. They're, they're all different uh, associations with the planets. Yeah. In each of them. Right, right. right. Pluto is also Hades. You know, it's also the Lord of the mm. Underworld. It's, well, it's also like death, too. Yeah, death yeah. and transformation. Mm -hmm. So any expression in different belief systems that connect to death and has that connection in some ways in Pluto. Um, I don't talk about that in readings um, because 
there also brings a certain level of, well, what's your belief? I mean, I do, yeah. have, which is like, it's hard because I do talk about re- reincarnation, sure. which is a, which is a belief, right? Too. Right, right. Yeah. But I don't really go into that different, I just stay with Pluto as being about transformation, where people can really kind of connect to that too. You know, if think, oh, death and rebirth. Okay, alchemy. What does that mean? How do you transform? It's so funny. Some of the words you're using today are what we talked about in our last episode. Yeah. It's very interesting when things just line up in this way that you're like, oh, wow, this like really worked out. (laughs) (laughs) Alchemy. Well, I feel like astrology at its root is just an alchemy. Yeah. And life is just an alchemy. Yes. And it's just figuring out the patterns to get you there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is wild. Do you ha- do you have anything like top notch? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything, do you have anything you want to add? Yeah. Do you have oh. anything you're like, oh, I'd love to say this. Um, you know, I just, I really, I love that um, to encourage people to get a reading in their chart. You know, if people have never had one. Yeah. Um, just because that. Um, there's so many different kind of parts of us that are sometimes we're trying to figure out and especially if somebody is really stuck or feeling uh, I don't know which way to go or I'm like astrology reading can be so helpful and it can offer so many tools and so many gifts and it's nothing to be scared about or like worried oh my gosh what are they gonna say and a lot of people kind of have this fear around it you know and I just love to talk about astrology and I love to kind of uh you know encourage the beauty of it and and so I'm really always saying like if anyone is really having any kind of tough time or they're learning to go to get a reading and to kind of um connect with somebody to really understand your patterns and your cycles I think it's such a benefit a few years ago about five years ago I was like oh what do you do I'm an astrologer and people were just kind of like okay and turn turn their chair (laughs) the other way and kind of be like oh right uh, today, everyone's like, tell me can I find you more yeah. and like, tell me That's all so about cool. myself. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. I just feel like it's this, you know, uh, because we're going in, we're in kind of this tumultuous time of transition and change of systems that weren't working and people can feel very lost and they can feel overwhelmed and they can feel the intensities, but uh astrology the gift is always to like bring you back to yourself right Mm. and to say okay this is my thing this is what's going on with me this is what i need to focus more on and so i feel like it's um i just kind of liked to you know talk and to that to just say hey you know if you really feel stuck because the other tools we're going into super helpful hypnotherapy yeah i want to try that i was saying that before yeah yeah, hypnotherapy is amazing and incredible. Right. I work with three hypnotherapists um, that I've done sessions with, but that I collaborate kind of with with clients. Oh, wow. And so what we do is we identify patterns. We talk about the chart. We kind of break down the energy. And then I send them off to get hypnotherapy. And the hypnotherapist helps work with them in the patterns. Do you tell the hypnotherapist, like, the specific planet conjunctions? Or you're just like, the pattern is like, you know, I'm having this self-worth thing or a difficulty right. speaking. Yeah. And that's always, I always, the, I always, with the client, like, ask if it's okay to share oh, with the hypnotherapist. Yeah. And they're always like, yeah, sure. Um, the hypnotherapists that I work with have a really strong understanding of astrology. Okay. So I do talk about specific alignments and specific planets with them because they just, they know astrology. Right. And so that also gives them another layer into how to help because essentially what hypnotherapy is doing is reprogramming our brain, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, how do you train your brain? <laughs> like. Not easy, yeah, right? We got thoughts and patterns and all sorts of things and programs running. But when we get caught in loops and when we get caught in constructs and ideas and things that don't work for us, 
we get looped into those energies and then we create a lot of cyclical things in our life and things don't really move or shift. Hmm. Yeah. So hypnotherapy is super beneficial to change those patterns and kind of break out of those loops. So I feel like what I wanted to say is just about, about going into some of these alternative energy ways of looking at things. Um, you know, a, a majority of my sessions, people will be like, hmm, that's what my therapist said. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, in your chart. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's kind of like what I'd like to add is just to encourage people to get a reading. And how could people get a reading with you? Oh, with me. Um, my, I just tell you my email is the easiest way to, I'd like people just to email me. Okay. Okay. If they want a reading, okay. it's our cosmic day, O-U-R cosmic day at Gmail. It's also the same Instagram handle. Um, right now I just took, or last year I took all my website down in the next couple months, I will have it back up with my calendar on there. Cool. So people will be able to, to book through the site. Cool. Um, but right now, if anyone wants a reading, they can just email me. You should definitely email her. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a game changer. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yay. Wow. Well, this was freaking amazing. Thank you so much. Oh my God, thank you. I'm so grateful to be here. Oh I really gosh. am because I love talking about astrology and just it's so amazing you guys bringing people into this program and to, to talk about these things. Yeah, because this is how yeah. people learn and people are, you know, again, like you said, they're like they don't know what it is, right? Yeah. And so like how do we understand it? Well, from people having their expression of what their experience is. Yeah. yeah. And talking about it. So thank you very much for having me. Well, thank you very much for thank coming. You, yeah. Thank, thank you, Leslie. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well. well. <laughs> two goobers. Hope, well. We hope everyone enjoyed that two-parter. Yeah. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Yeah. Okay. okay. Bye. 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 Love you. Bye.